I'm Ari Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. Just 14 games into 2021, the Chicago Sky have seen a full season's worth of ups and downs. Currently on a five-game win streak and sitting at fifth place in the league standings, we are honored to welcome to the show Chicago Sky head coach and GM James Wade. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our staff's amazing written content at windsider.com that's windsider.com and remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better your listening experience better and allows us to continue doing this important work now let's get into the show Coach, it's an honor to have you back on the show. We always enjoy having you here and picking your brains. So thank you for entertaining our crazy minds and thoughts. How you doing right now? Well, I'm doing good. You know, we we're here in New York. Finally, you know, got here, and so <laughs> so I'm I'm doing well. Uh, players got a chance to sleep in, so uh, talked to a few of the players. Got got a few messages where they kind of um, you know talked around. Uh, wanted to sleep in, so I kind of bit the bullet, <laughs> bit the bullet, and um, said, "Hey, you know what?" And you know, just pretended like I was a smart coach, and it was my idea. But I, 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 I got all the hints. I got all. The <laughs> I love it. Well, I I don't want to you know stress too much time on this because we want to talk to you about the Chicago Sky, but I do feel you know this is kind of a poignant issue right now. So I just want to ask you, like the the travel issues were semi addressed in the new CBA. And I'm curious, like, do you feel like they were properly addressed? Because in my mind, like Rachel and I were talking about this before you joined us, and there's only so much you can do, right? Like monetarily, getting a private plane is expensive. It's not realistic to do all the time. An idea that I had was something like, okay, let's get a sponsorship deal or a deal with an airline so that you know you can always go into a club and actually relax because... It was crushing me to see the team stuck on a plane, then stuck in like those annoying chairs, whatever, and not really being able to relax. So I, I guess just real quickly, briefly, what your thoughts are on that? I mean, I think it's tough. Um, I think it's tough every time you go through a situation. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but the 2019. Uh, oh, yeah. With Connecticut, where we didn't that get in at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to play that night. So it was, it's always an issue. Uh, I, I don't know. Like uh, we just we look back at all, all these things, the club being it being able to go into, you know, one of the you know airline clubs would would be helpful. That That's for sure. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I know people say what's well, not possible until it is. So um, I, I just wish the, the, the conditions were, were, you know, these things would be avoided if if, if at all possible. Um, so. We'll, we'll see where it goes, but um, I guess that's for some more no- negotiations uh, that, you know, I'm never a part of these things. We're always the last people they talk to about these things. Yeah, yeah you just kind of have to roll with the punches. and That's, and that's right. I, I, but I, I'm all for them having better, us having better uh, traveling conditions and sure. not having to uh, get into a place at one o'clock in the morning. 
Right, right. Nobody wants that. Nobody, no one should have to deal with that as a professional athlete traveling such such long ways. Uh, we're, we're glad you guys made it. Glad you, everyone got to sleep in a little bit. I'm sure it was much needed. But, Coach, we are happy to have you on. This is your first time with us um, this season. Um, we're yeah. gonna start. We're gonna start from the from the beginning. I mean, you started out with a couple of good wins, and then you hit a rather rough uh, part <laughs> with a seven game losing streak. We can. You know, there's been a lot of conversation around that period of time. I will go on the record once again and tell everybody, I told you all not to panic, but coach, I know you're going to be the first one to say, Hey, we've got a long ways to go. Uh, you end up now you're currently riding a five game win streak as you're headed into New York and the Connecticut trip. But, you know, I just kind of want to start from the beginning. I mean, obviously, you know, I think it's, it's safe to say it's early, it's early on. It's hard to hit the panic button with any team early on as you're still getting your roster finalized and then you had key players out Candace Parker, Allie Quigley, you know, some interesting numbers I was looking at um, just from the first nine games to the last five, you know, in the first nine, you were shooting 38%. You've been shooting 47% in the last five. Mm-hmm. Those turn, your turnover, turnover numbers have dropped drastically. You're turning it over about 17 and a half times a game. Now, when, when I say now in the last five games, about 12 and a half, um, mm-hmm. you're getting to the free thrown free throw line a lot, which is, a phenomenal thing you guys always do. You're the best in the league at it, but you've been getting there even more. In your opinion, looking back at not just the losing streak, but this winning streak, what have been some of the biggest differences? Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, just being healthy, having Candace and uh, Steph and uh, Allie uh, there, uh, which they weren't weren't there for a majority of, of, of the losing streak. Um, you know, that's like, that's that, they're a big part of what we do. And so when you, putting the team together and you have all these pieces that complement each other and you just take a few of those pieces away, then you're left uh, more empty. Um, and so uh, the shooting percentages, um, the turnover percentages that went down, that's attributed to the, you know, having, uh, you know, 90, 90, 95 of our percent of our roster here. And uh, you know, the, the other players that were playing uh, while they were out, the Astros, Ruthies, Z and, you know, um, even even some other players like uh, it helps it it helps them. I think in the long run, give them more confidence. Um, well, we can all you know kind of blend all that stuff together toward the end because you saw the other night, Ruthie. She stepped up big. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if she could do that if she didn't play as much as she did during the um, right. you know during the losing streak. I think or during the earlier part of the season, yeah. uh, we had we had two of our players. Um, you know, Ruthie and Astu averaging 11 and eight. Um, and, and so, um, it helps, I think it helps, it helps their confidence. It helps the team's confidence in them. And, um, now that we have, you know, a couple of our, a few of our leaders back, um, it, it's only going to make, for, you know, make a, a deeper team and, uh, make us more versatile. Well, and I wanted to talk to you about some of those positives of, you know, close games, right? Like during that stretch, mm-hmm. it's not like you got blown out. Um, I think I was doing numbers. <laughs> um, four, four of those losses came with 12 points and less total. So, I mean, a lot of these games were like three points, two points. Um, and then you talked about, you know, obviously players who are getting a little bit more time because you don't have your complete roster. So that's helping their development, um, their psyche a little bit for, for, for further down in the season, let, let it be playoff time, whatever it might be. But is there a benefit to being in those close games and I guess in some ways learning how to win close games. I mean, that sounds silly with a veteran team, but, you know, 
every every team is different every year um, mm-hmm. and learning how to um, come together in those final moments. And, you know, there's something to be said in that fourth quarter of winning time. And it feels like you got a ton of experience in that during that stretch. Yeah, we did. We did. We, we you know, we learned from our mistakes. So if you take this team um, with, from, our, if you, if you compare this team with the team from 2020, um, it's, it's so, it's polar opposite of how we started off hot, how we were winning all those close games, um, and how we were healthy early. And now you can say the opposite if we continue to maintain our health. So, you know, we start off slow, we're losing close games, and we get healthy later. Um, so, and the team that started off like we did last year was Connecticut, and they actually put us out of, of the playoffs. And so that was like a, you know, an example for us is that, hey, we still got a lot of season left. Um, let's just, you know, recommit ourselves to, you know, what we want to do. Let's get healthy. Let's not, you know, press any panic buttons. Um, let's, you know, not try to rush people back. Let's just take our time and just try to learn and try to win the next one. And so uh, we just started focusing on just the next game, the next game, the next game. And then during the games, winning the quarter. Um, and and it helped us kind of focus. And we always want to keep our energy at a good place. Even when it was hard, we didn't want to drop our shoulders or drop our head. Uh, and even in losses, when we walked back to the locker room, we wanted to make sure our head was high and our shoulders was back. Um, and and I, I felt like we did that. And um, so we were able to, you know, string off some victories. Now we just have to keep on learning from them. And uh, the only thing that's important now is the next game. Well, you spoke about learning. And I'm curious because everyone talks about during a season how players adapt. You know, you're showing them film saying, hey, you're hitting a higher percentage from this corner versus that corner, go, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I know it's a little a little thing of yours. <laughs> Every player you coach tells me that you got the hot spots for them uh, and you tell them where they got to start shooting from. But I'm curious for you as a coach, right? Like, I'm sure you also, you're not just looking at the players, you're also looking inwards in how to grow as a coach. So like, what did you learn about yourself as a coach and how do you feel you've grown from, you know, well, let's call it so far, it's been a pretty streaky season for you, you know, seven, five. Yeah, it's 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 been a learning experience for me. It's been tough. I, I felt like um, earlier on, um, I, 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 you know, I felt like the, seven losses was attributed to something that I wasn't doing correctly. So um, whether it was making sure we had the right personnel here, um, which was important, or uh, just making sure that my emotional consistency was good with them. And and just knowing that, you know, um, because they look for me for answers and they also look to see where I am, like, you know, emotionally or, you know, if, if I'm if it's if 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 I'm focused on the result and not on the problem, and so that's that's what I had to really internalize. Okay, we have to look for solutions. We can't just always focus on what the problem is and just bash them over the head with it. We have to give them the answers and just uh, make sure we're walking them through it and 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 supporting them in the right ways. And if they don't get it right, then let's let's teach them. And uh, so that's you know. Uh, I, I had a lot of talks with myself um, and you can see from some of the personnel moves that I made uh, later on to kind of rectify some situations um, that, that were needed because I, I needed for everyone to trust each other. Uh, and I, I needed for the players to 
Um, and it, it wasn't no fault of any players, but sometimes when you're in certain situation, it can just sucks the energy out. You know, like Slew can have a turnover and Diamond can have a turnover. And then when you have a couple of rookies in the game and they both turn the ball over, it just sucks the energy out. And it, and it seems like that they're having four and five turnovers and nobody else is. Um, and it's just stuff you have to deal with. You know, that's stuff you have to deal with. How can and, – and the window was – you know, you, you say the window, uh, Candace is not getting any younger. Uh, Allie is not getting any younger. So we have to win now. And so we have to have players that trust each other. Um, and so that's where a lot of the personnel moves came from that uh, we had to get a little bit older. Uh, it had to get a little bit more mature at the end of our bench. And, and so then when you, you know, we probably wouldn't have seen that if we would have had, if we wouldn't have had injuries uh, early. And that's what the injuries allowed us um, to see uh, that we weren't as good at the end of the bench if something happens. Uh, and so I just had to make sure that I put everybody in a situation uh, that they were comfortable. Um, and if they were comfortable early, they can begin to navigate outside of their comfort zone later instead of asking them to be uncomfortable early so we can build it. Yeah. So that's that's something that I had to do. Well, I'm going to embarrass you for a moment now. And one of Rachel and my favorite post-game, I think it was a post-game press conference that we've seen all season was of you. And it was the accountability that you had after one of the games saying, look, they the team looks to me. And you know we were there for, I think it was like, what was it? It was 39 minutes and 30 seconds. But those last 30 seconds, I wasn't there. And that's and that's something that is it was it felt candid. It felt real. And it's something that's so often we don't hear from the coaches. It was and that his I, energy change. That's what there you go. Yeah. And, and when Rachel and I both like independently texted each other, like, did you see that? Watch that over. That was just amazing. So I want to give you props about your ability to speak to us about those topics and have that candidness with the media. I know as media members, we very much appreciate that. So now you're on a five game win streak. And obviously this is a different team with Candace Parker versus without Candace Parker. And we've touched on that, but can you talk to me about like what in her game allows this team to be that much better? I mean, the, the fact that um, she's, I mean, she's a generational talent and you know, they just don't grow on trees. And, um, you know, you look at players that have uh, influenced the game and changed the game like she has. Uh, you talk about the Shaqs, the LeBron James, where they make you have to guard them differently and change your whole – you not you don't see a player like that every game, you know. And so, you know, you have the traditional – the way you're playing pick and rolls and the way you're getting back in transition defense. Well, she makes you change all of that. Uh, because you're so concerned. I mean, she's a playmaking five for the most part that handles the ball. She's like Giannis with a jump shot, you know. Uh, it's just no way you can, like, prepare for that. And the fact that she gives us another playmaker, uh, another passer, um, and, you know, the way she affects the game, she's won on every level and uh, she's carried a team on her shoulders. It makes all of our other players that we think have the potential to be great or that are great, it puts them in a level of comfort uh, where they know that a player like her has their back and uh, it gives them more confidence. You know, I noticed just hitting on Candace real quick, it's almost like she gets a touch every time down the floor. Is that something that's talked about or is that just naturally happen because of 
the player that she is and the ball gravitates to her. Like the ball is constantly being worked through her. It's, it's who she is. Uh, but it's also, uh, so if, if you've seen our team play for the last two years, you know that we have great chemistry. Like it's, it's no doubt about it. And they love playing with each other. So it's a part of our, our players and it's a part of, of, you know, them trying to find her and trying to make her comfortable. Uh, and, uh, it's also us, you know, just play calling her and making sure she, you know, as soon as she said, Hey, look, I'm coming to Chicago. Our players were like, okay, you know, she's a part of the family. So how can we, you know, how can we make her comfortable? And I think that's just a little part of it. Uh, we, we want her to be herself and, um, we know in order for us to be successful, she has to be who she is. Well, and I, 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 it's easy to say, okay, yeah, you guys are six and now with Candace Parker on the floor, but we can't not talk about Allie Quigley. <laughs> I mean, my God, yeah. you know, just, just what she brings to this team, the consistency, I feel like she's always brought to Chicago, but right. I mean, here, here's just a couple more numbers for you just because I spent so much time crunching them in these last five games. I mean, she's shooting 53%, 57% from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what is it about Allie and particularly this year during this stretch um, that's helped this team kind of get going? I mean, just the intangibles too, not just what she does from a shooting perspective. So the thing with, with Allie is she gives us a sense of calm. She also gives us somebody to play to um, off the bench. Um, the fact that I think she's been our leading scorer in this, like this run that we've had. Um She's she's special, and it doesn't change when we play her or where we play her from that we're going to play for her. Uh, and that's like our, our offense is going to be predicated, and it's easier for us to, you know, like put her in there and then run plays for her after the game has changed a little bit. We start off with a little more of a defensive mindset uh, where we're picking up the guards and we're switching on stuff and, and, and getting through stuff, and then we bring her in to kind of, um, just take us over the hump. And so we don't go through any lows and she's, she's still going to have the same responsibility and she still is going to be the, you know, the player that I play for. Like um, she, she makes me a better coach um, because it's easier to play call for. And, and the fact that she loves to move and she pulls gravity with her and she gives people driving lanes. Um, it, it just makes her, you know, it makes us so much better. I think since she's come back, you know, we've, we're, we're maybe like the leading scoring team off the bench. And, um, you know, it, it just helps us so much uh, that she's she's willing to do that. And it just goes to show what kind of teammate she is. And it shows her character. I mean, like so many coaches could ask a, a player to, to do something like that. And like a lot of people would have a hard time with that. That's just I think yeah. that's amazing. I really do. Yeah. She, she's, she's an amazing person, honestly. So. Well- I mean, just from my perspective, coach, like my question going into the season was about this bench and kind of who can lead them and, and what's going to be the identity of this bench and having, you know, a, a vet of her caliber leading the bench mob, I just think is almost unfair. So maybe I should call it cheat code on you guys. <laughs> we'll get right back to the episode. But now a quick message from our sponsor. Support for the Windsider show is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your personal space. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. 
Join over 2 million men and women worldwide who have trusted Manscaped. With this exclusive offer, you can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WINSIDER20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first to try the new Lawnmower 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and detail are next level. Manscaped engineered the ultimate body trimmer by focusing on intelligent, functional, and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident in safe shaving, and so will you. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system helps the battery length last longer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINSIDER20 at manscaped.com. And trust me, you won't regret this. Welcome back to the Windsider Show, picking up right where we left off with Chicago Sky head coach and GM, James Wade. But I, I want to talk about something that you mentioned. You know, we've talked a lot about you calling plays and, and getting balls into people's hands and, and whatever. But like at one point you spoke about throwing about 60 percent of the plays out and kind of focusing more on that 40% of other plays. And I just wanted to know if you could talk to talk us through your mindset on that. What was the thinking behind that? And how do you think that has, you know, how has it worked? I guess. I, I think it's helped a lot. Um, so the, our style of play changed um, a lot from last year to this year. I think last year I was more of an offensive minded coach and um, still an offensive minded coach, but it was easier to play call with, with the five that we had out there. Like it was easier. Uh, defensively, I thought that's where we struggled last year, especially toward the end of the year. And um, this year uh, I felt like we needed to be more athletic. Um, but at the same time, I knew offensively it would be harder because the team was different. Like the makeup of the team was different. Um, and, and so you have to give a little bit to, to, to get a little bit. And I think the fact that our offensive rating uh, went, took a deep dive and our uh, defense rating went way up. I think we're either second or first right now. I'm not sure, but um, that's what, that's the team we wanted to say, okay, this is what we wanted to do. Now, how do we make our offense better? And the, the way that we did that was to say, okay, we have uh, some things that probably isn't good for the defensive group that, we have in so let's just focus on some simple things because if we're we're playing harder and getting out in passing lanes we want to end up in transition and get some quick hitters and um i felt like that's what we needed to do um it's going to be time and score time times where we're doing stuff in the game where we're going to slow it down and we're going to run some stuff uh but uh, we just had to simplify it and say what actions do we want to play to and kind of just stick with those actions I've I've spoken to a lot of coaches and and this isn't, you know, specific about the sky. This is just more of a general coaching philosophy. Um and often I hear coaches speak about not peaking too early, right? Wanting to play your best basketball when it's time to play your best basketball. I'm curious your thoughts on that and for someone who's not a coach and never will be on your level, like I'm just very curious how you can like keep that in mind if you do, you know, adhere to that philosophy. How do you keep that in mind during a season? Because I feel like as a coach, I would be like, I want your best basketball every single freaking game. Well, I, I think I think we do. But uh, we just have to be realistic, too. You know, 
Um, like I said, I, I, we pushed that envelope last year, but a lot of it is going to be on health and s- some other things. But it's um, I, I I want us to always play, get better every day. That's that's my thing. And so, of course, you want to play your best at the end, uh, but you just have to be better than yesterday. And so that's how I focus uh, our team, just being better than yesterday, being better than yesterday. And um, if we do that, that means we're a lot better than we were at the beginning of the season. So that leads us to our next question. You're here. You've got New York twice. You've got the Connecticut Sun later on, the later part of the week, uh, just once. Instead of just kind of talking about what you've got to do to, pre- to pre- prepare for the, those teams specifically, I, I'm, I'm a little bit in, intrigued or would love to hear your opinion on how do you approach these matchups where you have a back-to-back with the same opponent? Mm-hmm. versus a one game is there a difference or do you still just take that same approach of one game at a time uh I, we still take one game at a time um and it's i think it's a little i'm not going to say it's easier but um it uh, gives you it's probably a, less on the scouting report whoever the yeah, coach is less doing it gives you, yeah it gives you a more recent uh reference uh that you know what they want to do and um and vice versa they know what you want to do and so it's like a playoff series and you can really deep dive into stuff. And uh, I don't think you throw all the stuff that you saw before out the window, but uh, now you have that actual feel and touch of, of them playing against your people. And, and you can actually show the players, you know, what spots made them successful and what, what spots made them uncomfortable. Um, so, but we're, we're approaching this game, um, you know, j- just, you know, seeing where they are in the last five games and seeing where they were earlier and, and, uh, knowing that they're looking to have a breakout game, even though, you know, they just want a tough one. Um, They're, they're a good team. And so we just have to be, you know, ready for them. And uh, now they, you know, now they even have more playmakers because, you know, at at the time, uh, Sammy wasn't as much as a playmaker as she is now. She was, she was a scorer, but now she's actually making plays and they've, they've, they've discovered something, you know, they've discovered something that they like. So um, we just have to be ready for that. Well, I want to flip that question on you actually real quick because I'm curious for you, like going into the first game, do you ever mentally, you're like, we're not going to show them everything, right? Like we know that they've scouted us. So maybe we're going to try and do something a little bit different in game one just to keep them on their toes. Or does that not even, I guess I'm getting into the chess game philosophy of it. Like how much of it are you trying to kind of get in their head and mess with them with what you guys are doing in the first game versus the second game? Or is that not even a concern? No, I, I just focus on us. Um, mm-hmm. I just focus on us because, they're, they're, I mean, it, it, you know how my mind works that I can give you everything and still don't, you know, because I, I it's something I might get in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of stuff that we come in the game with, uh, we do, but a lot of stuff gets added during the game. If I see that they're playing uh, – like if I see Onionware has a problem sliding to her left or getting through screens on the left side of the floor, I'll throw something in right there that our team has never done um, and just stay with that. Uh, so that, I think that's probably one of my strengths is that I can adapt on the fly. Um, but it's my weakness too, you know? Uh, so maybe I might overthink things. So, but, so I'm not really concerned about showing them too much. My, my issue is us getting better and trying to, trying to, win the game or play the best we can. Yeah, hey, I hear that. Looking forward in our final question of the episode, and we're very appreciative of your time. What part 
of the game do you feel that this team can kind of hang their head on? I know you touched on this a little bit earlier about defense. And then on the flip side, what is kind of your focus on, you know, getting that much better about so you can make that deep playoff run? Uh, that we can, uh, I guess, that we can, uh, the first question was, where can we hang our hat? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Um, I, I hey, if, guess, I got, if I got you to pause for a second, I feel like I did my job today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I guess our our togetherness. I guess our togetherness. Um, my whole my my whole thing has been about you know togetherness and accountability. You know, it's like a, a family atmosphere where um, you know we just lay it all out there for each other, um, and um, that that's that's where I want us to be. I want everybody to be there for each other. I think we're all capable individually, but, um, you know, the togetherness, is, it kind of, uh, that's what, that's what the teams are about. The unit is about. Um, and if you can see Chicago sky as a team and not a uh, bunch of individuals, um, I think that's, that's, that's probably the best thing I can do because everybody looked at our roster and said, Hey, you know, they have this player, this player, this player, this player. But if you actually see the Chicago sky, then I think, well, you know, I've done my job. Love it. Oh, and then what do you think you guys need to improve on to make a deep playoff run? I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, what we need to improve on? I don't know. I can tell you what we need to improve on to win the next game. Uh, All right. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> I've thought about it. Uh, <laughs> the next game, I, I think we're we're going to have to impose our physical will a little bit, you know, and um, – um, you know, we just we, we we're gonna have to stay in plays and and value the ball. And if we do those things, I I think um, we're gonna be really successful uh, in in the next game. Whether that's a win or loss, I don't know, but we'll be really successful. Coach, as always, we're very appreciative of your time. Hopefully, you got to rest a little bit, sleep in a little bit this morning, also, <laughs> and excited to see you on TV tonight, man. Oh man, I went on TV. Wow. Well, I'll be watching it, it on a TV. So. I'm not positive, yeah. but I mean, I, I've been on TV more this year than yeah. That's a lot, man. I we might have to we might have to draft somebody else named Candace Parker soon too. <laughs> coach, right, coach, you have a great one. Yeah, All good right. luck, Coach. All right, thank you guys.